0: We are the plan.
1: If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time.
0: We are Conservative Daily.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. We have Steve, well, I mean, I'm not, I mean you, you probably know if you're here already, but we, we do have a special guest this morning. He's, he's going to join us in about 10 minutes. There's some things that I want to go through before he gets on. And one of the things that I so so Steve was in New Mexico this weekend. So was Mike Lindell, David Clements, Seth Keschel, and others. We were talking about election fraud. It's it's become something that we've talked about a lot over the last two years. And I got up on stage and I talked for an hour. And I thought it was good that we that we break down how stupid the radical left is. There was a there was an article for those of you that don't know there was there were some comments that were made. And these comments were made in let's see if I can find it really quick so I can walk through this with you. But the, the comments were that how do people live with themselves? How do how are people living with themselves talking about election fraud? And Robert Reich uh, came out and said, nothing to see here. And He said, uh, a personal question to powerful people who are continuing to deny results of the 2020 election. Uh, And this was in Eurasia Review, uh, October 9th, 2022. And it brought to your attention, and he wrote, I have a serious question for people who have the power in America and who continue to deny the outcome of the 2020 election and enable Trump's big lie. What are you saying to yourself in private? How are you justifying yourself in your own mind? You don't mean to be snide or snarky. I'm genuinely curious. I'm asking you, Peter Thiel. Thiel, excuse me, and you, Stephen uh, Schwarzman, and Ken Griffin, and Steve Wynn, and Mike Lindell, and Patrick Byrne, and others. Is this really the way you want to spend your fortune? Is this your legacy to the nation? So, so let me answer. Let me answer this guy. I mean, he seems like a smart guy. We have someone much smarter that's going to be on this morning. <laughs> But, but Patrick Byrne responded to that, and, and his response was pretty cut and dry. How do you ignore the fraud? How do you ignore the things that have been done to the American people? How do you ignore this illegitimate regime and this illegitimate person that is occupying the White House? How do you ignore all of the facts and sit there and say something to us as a little pansy for the federal government? There is no question in anybody's mind that Biden is an illegitimate president and and votes downstream have been stolen by the radical left and people that are trying to assume power so they can change the entire dynamic of a nation. There's no question. So to answer your question, the legacy is to protect the legacy of this nation. And all of the people that are working on this, I did not know that Steve Wynn was working on this. Now that I do, I find it interesting. The legacy of this nation is to have no fear and to have enough courage to be able to sacrifice your fortune in order to stand up to protect yourself from the big lie. So let's play, if we can, uh, Steve Bannon's speech. He gets right to the point. He's a to the point person. Let's go ahead and play it.
2: Or or as I'm referred to in New Mexico today, the opening act uh, for uh, Mike Lindell. Here, here, here's why I'm honored. You know, I kind of like to be where power is, right? You know where power in this country is? In this room. Don't take it from me. Don't take it from War Room. Take it from the Jeff Bezos, Amazon, Washington Post, WAPO. The paper of record of the imperial capital, right? Today's lead story right here in the far right column. Denial denial of 2020 is rife among GOP hopefuls, right? 53% of nominated officials running in these elections at state or federal levels reject or doubt Biden won. Let me be brutally frank. Joe Biden is not a legitimate President of the United States. Joe Biden didn't win the election. He didn't come close to winning the election. And you know who else knows that? Every foreign leader that deals with him. They know he's illegitimate. We know he's illegitimate. The Democrats know he's illegitimate and they know, we know, he's illegitimate. Number one, why secretary is Secretary of State public enemy number one, why? Because they understand like Soros understands, once she's elected, once Fincham's elected and Marchand and Caramo and all of them across the country, the Democrats are not going to be able to steal elections. We're not asking her, thank you Audrey. We're not. They're not. are not asking her to cheat. What we're asking her to do is to work by one methodology, handed down generation to generation in this republic. Quite simple. All votes don't count. Sorry, MSNBC. Sorry, not sorry. All votes don't count. Certifiable, legal chain of custody, votes by American citizens that are registered in that district. They count! And let's throw an ID and a verified signature on top of it. The border that's in our vital national security interests happens to butt up against California, Arizona, Texas, and a state named New Mexico. If you're all hepped up to have a trillion dollar defense budget, I got news, I, got, I, got, I can tell you where we should put some of it. We should put some lead on target by these human traffickers and drug cartels that are shipping fentanyl up here, weaponized fentanyl. And I mean, why do they hate Trump? Why does Trump go from a beloved guy in that system to the most vilified in history? Because he puts you not in the room, not in the deal. And Donald Trump not only puts you in the room, he puts you at the head of the table. And they hate him for it. You think black men are going to allow what's happening in the schools to happen to their sons? Do you think that's not going to happen? It is not going to happen. It's not going to happen in the Hispanic community. It's not going to happen in the Asian community. And it's certainly not going to happen to MAGA and the deplorables. And it's time that we're going to reinstill those values and mores and norms and stop the freak show that we have to watch every day. So how are we going to do that? And why did I come out here? Because, it, like I said, it's not Trump, it's not Tucker, it's not me, it's not the show, it's not Lindell. It's you. This is what never, never, never in the country's history have they had something like this. They have a populist revolt. We won in 16 by divine providence. I know that for an immutable fact because I was there, right? That is what you're doing here today is the most important thing that's happening in this nation is happening right here in this conference room. Do you understand the raw power? Listen, from Davos to the City of London to Wall Street to the corporations to, to MSNBC, the New York Times, all of them. They are minutely focused on you. Every move you make, every time a Seth Keshel steps up, every time an Audrey steps up, every time a Dave Clements stands up, every time a Mike Lindell, they're watching you through a microscope. And You know why? It's about one thing, it's called power. That's why they hate you now. They understand they're woke and you're awakening, right? And if you continue to dedicate your life to this, we're going to save this country. It's not going to be Trump. It's not going to be Ron DeSantis. It's not going to be Tucker. It's not me. You're what they fear. But our hard work is going to start on November 8th, right? Because don't think, I'm not here to, you guys are too savvy. You're, you're like my parents, my friends, my buddies, my, my family. You can't fool you guys. There's no magic wand. There's no magic dust. This is going to be a grind. It took us decades to get in this mess, and it's going to take us decades to get out. It is. And every day is going to be Stalingrad after November 8th. It's going to be terrible. And I'm talking about on our side of the football. Don't think that everybody that wins that day, and particularly leadership, is going to go, that's terrific. These folks out in New Mexico, they got some great ideas. Why don't we just toss the keys to them and let them drive for a while? Just like they fought Trump. Remember the biggest fights we had... In, in, in the first term, half of the big fights were against the House and the, and the Senate Republicans, right? That's what Trump had to fight. That's the same fights coming. But, but he, here's the difference, and I'll wrap up with this. Here, here's the difference. We are hurtling towards a financial and economic crisis that this world has never seen, much less this country. It's gonna make the 1930s look like a picnic. So your income statement is getting crushed, your balance sheet is getting crushed, everything not just that you've worked for but that's been handed down to you for every generation that's been here and put their shoulder to the wheel to build this country and to fight these wars and to die in these battlefields, what they pass to you is no longer owned by you because 0.5% of the citizens in this country own 90% of the assets. The revolutionary generation would come back here and say, have you lost your mind? We fought a revolution because of this and you people have willingly turned it over without saying anything. Well, those days are over. (laughs) Starting in January and February, in this room right here, you people right here are going to be called the most dangerous radicals ever to be in the United States of America. Here, 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 here's why, here's why, there, the, the debt ceiling's coming up, remember they always kick the can down, there. the debt ceiling's going to come up, and they're going to need to increase it three, four, five trillion dollars, and you're going to sit there and tell Kevin McCarthy, God guys, no way, over our dead body, you've got to get to the bottom of the spending, the spending's got to stop, the spending's insane, and we're not spending it on capital equipment, you're spending it on just, you're spending on operations, it's not like you're building anything, right? Ask yourself, if Donald Trump's providential, aren't you providential? Ask yourself why you're here. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Your task and purpose, if it is, not only is there no substitute for victory, we will take that victory and we will save this nation. As Napoleon said to his marshals, when you set out to take Vienna, take Vienna.
1: Steve Bannon. You know, it was, uh, I got a chance to talk to him afterwards and he was talking about some of the candidates And it was interesting because, for those of you that don't know, a couple things. When Steve talks about economic crisis, the economic crisis that he's talking about is directly related to his knowledge. I mean, he he worked for Goldman Sachs as an investment banker for a couple years. And here's something they don't tell you in the media. He spent seven years in the Navy. So he served this country for seven years. He was also a film producer, so he worked in Hollywood. You can go down the line of all the things. He was the founder of Braebert, one of the founders of Braebert. He worked as a strategist for President Trump. He has been on the inner circle and understands the difference between the establishment and these new America First candidates. See, Steve Panham was also known as and and well-respected on both sides of the aisle for many, many, many years. And then Steve woke up and said Nah, I think I'm, I'm done Now he's always been an out, outward, outspoken uh, Critic of some of the things that, that both the left and the right have done But what he's talking about now And what he talked about in that speech Are all things that we know And many of you actually feel But you can't, you don't feel like You feel like you're helpless, you feel like you're invisible You feel like you don't have a seat at the table And one of the things that President Trump did Is he gave you a seat at the table is he on yet? Do we have him on yet? No? Okay, he'll be on here in a minute. So wh- while we wait for him, I, I want to I go through a couple things. And I think it's important that, uh, and, and I'm going to ask him questions about this. Zelensky, and, and this is something we should, I-, I don't even know what to say. Zelensky calls on the West to do, after, by the way, the bombing of a bridge, killing civilians, that's, that's a normal thing. Let's just kill a bunch of civilians. He calls on the West to preemptively attack Russia. Now, keep in mind that that Ukraine is largely controlled by globalists. That the election in 2014 was stolen there, too. And that's where the playground, where all the bad people play. That's where Hunter Biden played. That's where Joe Biden played. That's where, you know, billions of dollars were held back unless they did their bidding. That's where their bio- uh, labs inside of Ukraine. But let's play this 59 seconds clip, if we can, please, of Zelensky, uh, again, asking the West to, you know, to, since we're the proxy for them, it's a pro- they're a proxy for us, excuse me, for the globalist, actually, no, let's just call it, what it is, the U.S. apparatus. He calls on us to attack Russia. Go ahead and play it. That should, what should NATO
3: do, eliminate the possibility, I again appeal to the
1: international community
3: as before February 24 preemptive
1: strikes so that they know it will happen to them if they use them. He also cautioned against waiting for the NICOR strike first. Zelensky was addressing an Australian think tank via a video conference. The Kremlin called Zelensky a monster, slamming him as a call to start World War III. Zelensky's staff later clarified he was referring to preventative sanctions. So so we have Zelensky calling for World War III. You have Biden... Biden in a speech saying that it's going to be Armageddon. No, actually what he said is two words. Made in America. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know, Biden... Do you want me to pull that? (laughs) Yeah. So I don't don't know if... I sent this to you guys earlier, but um, Boebert came out and said... Um just got two words for you. <laughs> and and the and the left, the radical left media and press gave him such a hard time. You got it? All right, go play it. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. <laughs> Let me start off with two words. This is just two words. Can we have just two words? I don't know. But in this world, this, this radical world, I guess it would be two words, wouldn't it? Made in America. And if you're a bubbling idiot, it's made in America. But Lauren Boebert, did you see that, that article I sent over to you? Yeah, let me pull it up. Yeah, so Lauren Boebert came out in, in response to this, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, and said, uh, <laughs> and they mocked her. Let me see here. Let me see what she said. Two words. Let's go, Brandon. And as you go into let's go Br- deal, you have uh, Joy Reid from the, the um, uh, M- M- MSNBC host Joy Reid tweeted, but which two words, though? Let's go. Go, Brandon. Two words. Let's go, Brandon. In response to that, and in three words, you're an idiot, liberal activist Dave Hogue tweeted, Hogg tweeted uh, George uh, Taki wrote, she can't count. Uh, Pat Morrison, is she some kind of banking or budget committee because uh, arithmetic? It goes on, and, and uh, Allie uh, Stuckey said this. The leftists don't know she's trolling Biden. Recent gaffe further proves how perpetually removed they are from reality. They say the things they do because they literally have no idea what's going on. How much truer could it be? And then Carmine Sabia says, do not be surprised the Democrats do not get at Lauren Boebert's tweet that says two words, let's go, Brandon. They do not know she is mocking Joe Biden last week saying two words made in America because they only get the news from the echo chamber. So there you have it. They go after and attack Lauren Boebert. They go out and they write all of these things about people who are doing good work to try and save our country. And they ignore the bumbling idiot in the in the White House. It really is kind of scary. Okay, take it down. So I want to I want to talk about this. There's a midterm election coming up. We talk a lot on this show about election fraud. I'm going to ask Steve about that election fraud. Um, Activists from all over the nation are exposing the truth about localized election malfeasance and frankly, uh, localized corruption. And so we talk about people getting in the gap. talk about... Um, and I asked Steve when we're in the room, I go, you know, the doctrine of the lesser magistrates. He goes, that was a great book. And we are trying to build this model where we can go across the country and get people to work the problem. And we talk about working the problem. We talk about it a lot. I mean, in essence, we we, we go through the process of Okay, what does it mean to stand in the gap? Does it mean violence? And I've told you guys before that when I first started off thinking about this, it was, you know, I I didn't really know what standing in the gap was until I read Matthew Trewella's book. And when I read that book, I go, well, that's it. You stand stand in a place of interposition. So we talk about what President Trump does. President Trump is standing in a place of interposition. He was revered. He was revered by the left and the right. They thought he was a successful businessman. He was larger than life. And then he went to be the most reviled person in history. Steve's right about that. And you, you talk about other people that have stood up and taken the stand. Kanye West. Taking the stand. A- and they make him out to be this village idiot. Because he talks about faith. And then they, they pick apart the things that he says. And says, oh yeah, see, he's just, he's just a bad guy. But he was the guy that everyone put up on a pedestal, pedestal in... Hollywood for years. Anyone and everyone that stands against this this nonsense that we have going on in our country is the one that they attack. I I was, and at last count, I was counting the, the number of articles. There's some 900 articles in the last uh, nine months have been written about me. 900. Actually, it's not just 900 because it's, it's one article that they transfer to four or five different Uh, rags that they have on the Radical Left. But that's nothing compared to the 39,000 articles that have been written about President Trump in the last six months. 39,000. Of which, less than a percent of those were even redeemable. So, so when we talk about the midterm elections that are coming up, you have to ask yourself, are we going to have free and fair elections? Is that something that we're going to see happen come November. And when we do have those, I think it's November 8th, is it November 8th? November 8th is the election day. When we do have those elections, are you gonna be able to ch- trust the result? And what what has been pointed out this weekend, and, and Mike Lindell pointed it out, Steve Bannon pointed it out, David Clements pointed it out, Seth Keschel pointed it out, is that we're dealing with a corrupt system. So now I'm gonna give you a standing in the gap this is what I think you should do. You should vote. You should walk door to door and get other people to vote. You should make sure that the people that say that they don't want to vote because their vote won't count to go vote. Somebody asked me over the weekend, "Joe, can should we vote for a Republican even if we know that they're an establishment candidate?" And I said, "I don't I don't know how to answer that question." I mean, there's this there's this clown Eli Bremer and this other one, this uh, Josh, whatever his name is, he's not even worth mentioning, uh, that have been attacking me and saying all sorts of stuff. I, I run a cult, obviously, of, of six million people. <laughs> um, they 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 say these things of, hey, oh yeah, yeah. So these these America First people, they don't want to us, us to elect establishment. They'd rather have a Democrat elected, and so we go, at least we know who we're fighting. At least we know who we're fighting. If, you, if, you're, if, you're, if a Democrat is elected because we will not vote, we'll vote for a third-party candidate, at least we know we're, we're electing, that a Democrat got elected because we refused to put a Democrat in the Republican seat. They can't in their minds see that we've had enough as people. And the more and more we go down and talk about this election and what happened in Colorado when the Dominion systems were used to steal votes at the primary level, which, by the way, we have open primaries in Colorado and around the country where independents can come in. So people can unregister as a Democrat, go be an independent, then go over there and register or then vote on the Republican and get the weaker candidate for the Republican Party elected. And he said, well, the Republicans can do the same thing. Well, they can't because the Democrats just make sure there's one person running for each one of those elections. That is how bad it has gotten in our country is that they can steal primaries, steal votes whenever they want. They can act with impunity. They can have the media write and slander anyone at any time. They can use big tech in order to suppress media. And then we go to the, the ballot box and do what? What exactly? What are we supposed to do? Oh, I get it. Yeah, we're supposed to elect an establishment Republican. Well, why would I do that? See, the wake-up call for the Republican Party is that they've left the people behind long ago. Now, the Democrat Party has left the people behind, but you know, you have to admit that the, the platform for the Democrat Party is one that lacks morals and ethics. So it's easy to be a Democrat. It's very, very, very difficult to be a good Republican because the platform does not allow for abortion. Oh, but now we have pro, pro-choice pro abortionists that sit in the Republican Party. So it used to be cut and dry, it used to be black and white, there was no gray area. Here's what the platform stands for. Yet, we're an inconvenience to most of the establishment. It took me a long time to register as a Republican. And a friend of mine called me and said, Joe, if you're going to sit on the outside as an independent, call yourself an independent because you're disgusted with what they stand for, then there's no chance for us changing the, the structure of the Republican Party. But then I figured something out when I registered as a Republican and I started getting involved in this. And this is a true statement, what I'm about to tell you. As I started having conversations with candidates like Lauren Boebert, who would call me and say, hey, you're doing great work. I would have can- conversations with other Republicans across the nation. Hey, you're doing great work. Is it the more waves that you cause, the less and the more distance they want to put between you and themselves? Lauren Boebert was told not to communicate with Joe Altman again. True story. Don't go on Joe's show. So, why would the establishment do that? Why would the establishment do what they did to Steve Bannon in 2017? They knew that he was a brilliant mind and a strategist. And yet you saw the media try to pick apart and create a wedge between Donald Trump and Steve Bannon. And to a large part, it worked at first. At first it did. At least that's what you saw in the media because the media wanted to make it look like there was absolute chaos, but there wasn't. So I do struggle with the, Do we? Uh, uh, are we going to elect an establishment candidate are we going to bring an establishment candidate into and have them get elected? Are we going to support an establishment candidate? Or are we just going to vote for the the part the person that had the primary stolen from them and and risk the fact that maybe a democrat war- wins? And many of you will say, "Man, it's a, that is a struggle." And I don't know. And it's a question I'm going to ask Steve. I'm going to ask him. So what do we do? We got rhinos everywhere. We got derps everywhere. Democrats in the Republican Party. We know that we've been infiltrated. It's not new news that we've been infiltrated by China. We've been talking about it for two, three decades. It's not new news that there's a massive amount of corruption. When a person like Nancy Pelosi can, you know, bat, I mean, she is the Bernie Madoff of investment. Her and her husband are the Bernie Madoffs of investments. They've never lost money on an investment in 26 years. Never. That is unbelievable. I'm surprised that they didn't elect Nancy Pelosi's husband or or hire him to be the president of Goldman Sachs. Or one of the other investment firms. Now, why would he do that? He can just create his own. But we're going to talk about the fact that, that we have these rhinos. What do we do with them? How do we control them? How do we get them to do the work that they should be doing? I picked up the phone and called many Republicans that I knew were rhinos. I knew they were rhinos. I call them out by name. Dan Crenshaw, rhino. He's a derp, Democrat in the Republican Party. And people are like, oh, I can't believe you're good. He's a national hero. Show me. Show me. Show me what he's done to protect the interests of the American people. I know he stood up and he said that there was no election fraud. I know he did the same thing as a lot of the people that are on the Republican side. They don't want to recognize the amount of fraud that we have in our nation. And we have an illegitimate, weak, garbling idiot sitting in the White House and his ho vice president. It's not even legitimate. And the reason why, and I'm going to tell you why they don't want to admit it, the rhinos don't want to admit the establishment, is that they don't want to lose their grip on power of separating the street. Here, you get this side of the street, I get this side of the street. They don't want to do that. Why give up power? So I want to know, do we elect gonna. We're going to ask Steve when he gets on. Are we close to getting him
0: on? I'm working on it. He's tied up with something right after his show.
1: Okay. I want. to. I want to ask the question: Do we? Do we just elect rhinos? I don't know. And I answered the question that way. I don't know. Now, a couple weeks ago, I said just elect Republicans. And then somebody called me and said, "Well, what about this candidate? It's a better candidate." And I'm thinking, man, they just can't win. But then again you have the you have the GOP in many states that are withholding funding from candidates so that they actually lose the race. This is happening in states. You you have the state GOP, Colorado does it. KGB or you know, the KBB, Christy Burton Brown. Complete clown show. The state chair complete clown show. Not not even worth literally talking about who literally tried to interfere with and, and delegitimize the assembly down in Colorado Springs. More people showed up at that assembly than ever in the history. And they wanted to act as if this was a bad thing that people were getting involved. And people like Eli Bremer and others, the, these clown shows that, that, that talk about being elite, they're not elite. They talk about it. Those people come out and say, oh, Eli lost his race, is that it's, it's this, this radical right Saying the same words as the radical left, it's a radical right that just doesn't want to stand in line and just let us do our work. Let's get rid of the caucus. Let's get rid of the assembly. Let's get rid of all of it. We will put the people in place that we want to have elected to represent the people. And then we'll just lie to the people again. So they get rid of tools. They make it open primaries. They make it so that the weaker candidate, they divvy up the middle of the road, and we're supposed to have these people elected? I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know that if if the, the the one devil's better than the other. I mean, in one case it has to be, because they have to follow the the pathway. They have to follow. They have to follow the the leadership at the top. See, it's not representative government. The more that I study what is happening in our society, the slippery the slope came became a hundred years ago. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country.
0: Okay, guys, so I just heard from Steve's producer. Uh, he t- he's tied up with something right after his show this morning, so he has to reschedule. He will be on later this week during the morning show. So I'm not sure if it'll be tomorrow, but at some point during this week, he will be on.
1: So all my questions are out the window.
0: That's all right. We'll all have right. him back on. Plus, you know, there's like... This is what Cash did bajillion. to me. Huh? There's 17 bajillion things going on. So we'll Yeah, and there's
1: a lot though. that he's doing. So, Steve, thanks for uh, letting us know. Um, we'll get a ball later on this week. So then, if we're, if we're not going to have him on, I am going to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a couple clips from his uh, from
0: his show uh, a few days ago if you want to play them. This is a fire clip. Let's go ahead and play it. Um, okay, so this first one, uh, this is him and Cash Patel because we were just talking about... Uh, all this Armageddon stuff so uh, Here they're talking about Biden's uh, foreign policy and the complete failure of uh, the DOD, but this is particularly important because uh, Comparing what would have happened and what did happen under Trump uh, Cash says a lot of really valuable things. So let's play this real quick
2: First up, I want to go to this thing on uh, what they're, they're this thing of a nuclear Armageddon drudge has got the whole fear porn up there and the Defense Department came out and Axios got the scoop. There's been absolutely no change whatsoever, according to the Defense Department. And you see right there, uh, the MSNBC, I'm having sleepless nights. And, and jo- Joe Biden's been working on these from the beginning. Biden was on the wrong side of everything about arms control. Everything. Fought, he fought uh, Reagan tooth and nail. And Reagan was the best arms control guy we ever had. Cash Patel, your thoughts and analysis since you were chief of staff over at the Pentagon.
3: Yeah, look, and from my time as Chief of Staff for DOD, to hear that um, echo chamber come out of the Washington swamp, that our DOD has not changed its posture based on Vladimir Putin's threats of nuclear war use. And let's remind your audience, Russia has the largest arsenal of nuclear weapons on planet Earth, period. Their number one enemy is us. And to not change the national security posture and to not elevate our military readiness and our intelligence collection and focus it on places like China and Russia is irresponsible but more importantly what it continues to show the Biden administration's politicization of the national security apparatus so that they can have their headline and have peas their overlords in the radical left media instead of taking their q's and a's from hard intel like we did from president trump i can tell you this would not have happened in trump administration because a vladimir putin would never have dared to make such a crazy statement and if he did immediately having been under president trump from times like killing Baghdadi to bring home american hostages he would have acted swiftly to turn our intelligence collection posture against this threat and elevate our preparedness and readiness posture from the department of defense
2: isn't this something they're trying to just gin up? Uh, you know, Isn't this something they're just trying to gin up? And they got Fauci. They got Fauci and Biden. Biden's doing the Armageddon to the donors. And we got Fauci. Navarro's going to talk about Fauci in a second. Fauci's telling us there's a massive new wave coming. Even Daily Mail is mocking him. He's a massive new wave coming, right? And, and isn't this just to try to change the, the, the conversation in the nation? We've got 31 days uh, to go to the biggest uh, midterm election since 1862 isn't isn't that aren't they just trying to change the conversation away from they're getting blown out about by the crime the economy the invasion on the southern border
3: Oh absolutely and, you know, you're the political genius on this stuff, but you're absolutely right. Look, if it's not January 6th, if it's not Russiagate, if it's not um, the next scandal, Ukraine impeachment one, two, if it's not China virus origins, Fauci, COVID, uh, they're now going to ter- pivot and turn to, you know, the threat of nuclear war and have the mainstream media talk about Joe Biden's four decades of ineptitude and how he's failing to lead on the global front. But they'll lie about it and say he's just so ready and so much better prepared than Donald Trump ever was. Anything to deflect away from the fact that he has failed.
0: And going up right in the midterms,
1: yeah. Why well, do you think this is the focus? Well, we we know why it's the focus. Um, so y- you need to know what's happening right now. Um, Russia's had enough of Ukraine after blowing up that bridge. So this just in. This just came in this morning, um, and it did not come in from the U.S. media. Uh, 50 cruise missiles launched this morning on Ukraine-controlled territory, many of which hit infrastructure in Kiev. So, there, there's your, there's your hey, we're going to do something to piss you off, kill civilians, and blow out a bridge. Ukraine was also responsible in cutting communications into Germany. Also responsible for, well, the U.S. was responsible through this proxy in blowing up the Nord Stream Pipeline 1 and 2. Why would you do the things that they are doing if you're not trying to provoke a world war? Would you? And in Kash Patel, uh, you know, the, the the here's here's something else you should know. When and, and this is something about Vladimir Putin that I don't think many of you understand. Like I don't I don't think everyone understands Vladimir Putin. They said that he was in the KGB. So I decided I was going to do a little research on Vladimir Putin. And Look, I'm not a I'm not i a, a polo- I'm not apologizing for Putin. I'm not. that's not what I'm doing. But but I will ask all of you if what they're doing in the United States and the apparatus of the United States has it represented the interests of the American people in this decade or several decades past? Has it? And what they did with Reagan's term after those eight years, remember, he, he won by a landslide, one of the most popular presidents in the, you know, prior to, to Trump, he was the most popular president in decades. But what they did right after that, what George Bush did right after that, is he literally undid all of the things that, or tried to undo all the things that Reagan did. But that ethos was so strong in the government at that point, they wasn't able to accomplish it, so they had to pass it on through Democrats and Republicans all the way through. And you go, Joe, how do you know that? Okay. Did you know that Vladimir Putin quit the KGB? Did you know that?
0: I heard it. Yeah, I honestly haven't known how true it is because you know it's kind of like the CIA. You know, you're like, ah, eh, you're in the CIA. Do you ever?
1: You never leave the, the CIA? CIA. Okay. So so let's say that's true. But he was an outspoken critic of what was happening in the country in this move with with communism. That's true. Mm-hmm. And the arms the arms treaty that was signed. And I don't know if you guys know this, but um, in nineteen ninety-seven, Clinton tried to get Putin to exit the nuclear arms treaty that was that was signed in I think was it seventy seventy three, seventy four?
0: I don't remember what year. I have to look it up.
1: But they wanted to undo it. They wanted to undo the nuclear arms treaty, which basically created a balance across the globe, a, a neutrality. See, nuclear weapons were have long been the, the things that were used as a, as a, stick, as a as a severe consequence for them going to another or going into a world war. It has been an insurance policy, but now it appears that the only one that is currently standing up, the only one that's currently standing up and saying, we we need to stop this globalism, we need to stop this, this genocide of not just the American people, people around the world, is Vladimir Putin. So is Russia really our enemy?
0: Well, I mean, you know, Cash said it too. Russia is the most resourced nuclear power in the world. I mean, if they had an enemy, you could say that uh, just in terms of uh, capabilities, it would be yeah, us, right? But we seem to be uh, the only one who's not directly aligned with them, especially after the last several years of foreign policy and all this posturing. And we're also one of the only countries other than Ukraine who is really an extension of us, uh, almost completely, who is right now uh, inflaming in every possible way the tensions that could lead to some kind of nuclear conflict.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I... Ha- you- You have to look at it and go, to what end? Like, why would you try to escalate war, poke the bear? And what do you expect the bear to do when you back it into a corner? You know, this BRICS partnership, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, that's a very powerful combination. And Europe is trying to figure out how do you get in the middle of this this BRICS? If you guys don't know what BRICS is, B-R-I-C-S, go look it up what you're starting to see is they're starting to see a migration of people that are walking away from these globalists and they're they're starting to stand on the side of China and Russia. They're starting to realize that that we've been creating this propaganda for so long. And even people in the United States are waking up saying, man, look at how much evil these people in our government are doing. And they're doing it, by the way, as representatives of the people. It's supposed to be a representative government. Is that what we're told, Apollo? No. yeah okay so for a representative government is this what you want did you ask for a world war did you ask for us to go into different nations and not respect the sovereignty of those nations did you ask what john for what john bolton said yeah i haven't planned a coup d'etat here but i have in other places
0: when well, ukraine is a microcosm of exactly that right we see the Zelensky regime we see them you know doing all these horrible things to their citizens They are, uh, you know, actively attacking Russia and creating all these problems and they say the exact same thing that our government does. Our government very much parallels the Ukrainian regime, which we installed and which we've been funding and which we've been arming and they are doing horrible things to their citizens and have been. The United States is guilty of that as well. J6 is just one egregious example in very recent memory. Uh, But on top of that, we get the exact same narrative that uh, that Zelensky does. Just with the Western spin, right? That they're fighting for the people of Ukraine, and not for these globalist interests that align much more with uh, these supranational powers rather than the voice of the American people. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Same thing with the with the vote. These referendums. The majority of those people uh, voted to uh, side with Russia. The people don't want this war. The American people don't want this war. They don't want any of these conflicts. But the American people are not the uh, are not those whose interests are being
1: honored or even considered, frankly? Well, and let's talk about the interest part. I mean, if, if we're going to talk about the, I want to, I want to talk about the interest. I think the interest part is something we should, we should definitely talk about. Whose interests are being satisfied by the decisions that are being made right now? Probably global bankers. I mean, some of these
0: Soros funds and the same cartels who are rolled up with the. Biden administration, the same one whose son is very likely to get arrested for a an unbelievable myriad of financial crimes that they don't even want to comment on. Again, right before the midterms.
1: The midterms that can be stolen. The midterms that we, we, we all doubt will end up being free and fair. You know, Every person that we have brought forward, every single person we have brought forward, as it relates to election fraud, are experts. Jeff Lindbergh is an expert. He's not a maybe expert. He is an expert. So we've got some things that have come out that I, I need to talk about related to that. Can we touch real quick on this statement
0: that they just released today? Yeah. From the White House. Since we're on this, uh, the interest. Look at this. Oh, wait,
1: let me read this to you. This is un. Whew. These people are wild. The United States, and this is a statement by uh, illegitimate Biden on Russia's military strike, missile strike. Excuse me. I don't even know. I don't even know how to how to. Oh. The United States strongly condemns Russia's missile strike today across Ukraine, including in Kiev. These attacks killed and injured civilians and destroyed targets with no military purpose they once again demonstrate the utter brutality of mr putin's illegal war on the ukrainian people we offer condolences to the families and loved ones of those who were senselessly killed today as well as our best wishes for the recovery of those who were wounded i want to just show you the best wishes see that best wishes part oh yeah pay attention to the words people these attacks only further reinforce our commitment to staying with the people of Ukraine for as long as it takes. Alongside our allies and partners, we will continue to impose co- costs on Russia for its aggression, hold Putin and Russia accountable for its atrocities and war crimes, and provide the support necessary for Ukrainian forces to defend their country and their freedom. We again call on Russia to end the unprovoked aggression immediately and remove its troops from Ukraine.
2: Unprovoked aggression.
1: They just blew up the bridge, go which ahead, is a civilian-interested target. Let's go! Let's go show the bridge. Let's show the bridge. There's a video out of the bridge being blown up. This is not a, br- it's not a military installation. There are people driving across that bridge. People with their families driving across that bridge. Did Biden say anything about a bridge being blown up? How about the energy costs for those people in Germany because they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? These people don't care about you. They don't care about the American people. We're an inconvenience to them. We are the little ants on the farm. Get back to work. We're the king ants. Do you have it? Yep. Play it. Here's the bridge going over. You'll see the cars start to light up because the flames literally engulf cars. Unprovoked, right? How about killing of civilians? Killing of innocent civilians in Crimea. They don't care about people. This isn't like I wake up one day and let's do everything we can just to protect civilians. They're not protecting civilians. I just sent you a video that was sent. This is from people who were bragging about, these are, this video, came from people who are bragging about being neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Killing their own people. Viewer discretion is advised. Not only are they killing innocent people, but you're going to see, I don't even know if I can show you this video. Please turn away from this video if, turn away from this video. Turn away from this video if if it's going to keep you up at night. But this is this is what neo nazis do in Ukraine. These are these are Ukrainian forces that are literally murdering civilians. Murdering them. Neo nazis, these are the people in Ukraine that your billions of dollars are going to. I don't have to be a fan of what Russia's doing to to not be a fan of the fact that at least they're getting rid of neo nazis. And I look at it and go why is our media such liars? Is the entire apparatus so consumed with hate and evil that it can't even call out truth once? Do you have it, Apollo? Yeah. Viewer discussion is advised. I'm telling you right now. Please do not watch this if this is this is disturbing. This is as disturbing as you're ever going to get. Oh man. It's a small clip. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I told seconds. you. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. It's, it's only 15 seconds I've got six six seconds we'll yeah. play the six second part I'm telling you right now this is this is the Ukrainian military let's go ahead and play it building mass graves were those people wearing uniforms nope Were they wearing these military? No, but you know, I mean let's go let's go back to this it. This guy's in a hoodie. Yeah. Let's go back to it. There's women there. I, I'm I'm almost afraid to tell you what the rest of the video looks like. And I had to look at the video. I had to authenticate it before I put it out here for you. But they say that they're not killing the Jews, so it's okay. They can be neo Nazis. Let's allow them to to kill with impunity people in their own country. You want to know why 95% of the people in Donbass and other areas said, yes, please, annex us into Russia? There you go. That's why. Because children and civilians, you look at a guy wrong in the Ukrainian army, and they'll literally do that to you. And there's one thing you didn't see in that video at the six seconds. You'll see the head of someone who was alive that was buried half alive lift her head when the body came rolling down the hill. And if you saw the rest of it, it would make you even... Oh, yeah. Hmm. I'm not going to replay it. You know, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it astonishes me that the media can point out one thing without pointing out something different. I want to put this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to something. I'm going to skip over this for a minute. I'm not an apologist for anyone. Here's what I am. I fully recognize that where we are as a nation is that we are en- entirely consumed with the evil of this nation. And we haven't had the courage to stand up and do something about it, and we need to. We are winning. People at the event on, in New Mexico would walk up and, and hug me and say, hey, thank you for all the work that you're doing. And I said, well, hey, listen, what, uh, shoulder to shoulder. And Steve said in his speech, he goes, I will not be the one to save this country. President Trump will not be the one to save this country. Uh, Tucker Carlson will not be the one to save this country. You will be the one to save this country. I, I truly believe that. I believe that I'm just, I'm just one of you. When I, when I sat outside and I talked to these, these two women, and they're like, well, you don't really have time to talk to us, I was like, yes I do. And I sat out there for 20 minutes and I talked to them about what's hurting them. And I said, hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm in this fight for you, with you, beside you, for my kids, your kids, my grandkids, your grandkids. I want to I play this. I don't see it in here, um, but and maybe it's because I need to see if I can get I don't see it. What are you looking for? I'm looking for the C cuts for Patrick uh, Byrne versus uh, Robert Reich.
0: Oh, I got the article.
1: If you can put up C zero. I'm going to skip back to this again. This is what, we, what gets into what Steve was talking about when he's on the stage. And, yes, we will have him on this week. Heck, maybe I'll just be on Bannon's show. I'll just call him and say, hey, look, I'll just come on your show, too. (laughs) There you go. Um, And I've been on his show before uh, at the symposium. But put up C-Zero. So this is a challenge to election deniers. And in this challenge, we got it? I got it, yep. One sec. All right. So, so in this challenge, you're going to have to send it to me too so I can put it on the smaller screen in my office. This is a response to Robert Reich. Does everybody know who Robert Reich is?
0: We haven't really talked much about Robert Reich, so I think you should give a little intro because a lot of our viewers haven't heard too much about him here.
1: Okay. So he's a professor. Um. And so, so let's let's walk through that. He he did work in the administrations of Ford and Carter. Uh, served as the Secretary of Labor from '93 to '97. Cabinet of the Bill Clinton cabinet member for uh, Bill Clinton. He was a member of Barack Obama's Economic Transition Advisory Board. Um, let me let me let me read you this part. He was has been the Chancellor Professor at the Public Policy at the Goldman School of Public Policy at UC Berkeley since 2006. He was a lecturer at Harvard. And, um, I mean, all, all the stuff that would, you know, the Masonic, you know, deep state people, he, he's been there. Political commentator, written 18 books. So, so the reason why I bring him up is because you would think, oh, this guy's got to be, th- this guy's got to be someone who's smart. Right? <laughs> and I, and I, the credentials of someone don't necessarily make them a good person. That's one of the issues that I have is that we are dealing with not good people telling us that somewhere along the line that trust trust us, trust the science. So Patrick Byrne responded. Now, for those of you that are going to say Patrick Byrne, oh boy, we saw the, the thing where Patrick Byrne invested in Koenig. I'm going to talk about that later. That's going to be what we talk about tonight. And I'm going to walk through and say, listen, I don't, I'm don't." i going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going, to, I'm going to reach out to Patrick Byrne and just ask him, hey, I need you to come on and talk about this. You invested in Koenig. The CEO, Eugene Yu, was arrested. But right now, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about his response and what he said in that response related to um let me see if I can find it here real quick. Here we go. His related to, uh, to Robert Reich saying, how do, you, how do you live with yourself? We talked a little bit about it at the beginning. Uh, so, so this is what he said. On Gen- June 3rd, 2022, CISA issued a five-page report that could have been titled, I uh, fictitiously suggested Patrick Byrne was right again. Again, in five succinct pages, it explains that most common election system in US in use in the US turns out to be riddled with nine major security vulnerabilities so gaping that, in my view, it is more appropriate to be call them security failures and vulnerabilities. As apparently you missed this development, I will quote their description of nine hacks of Dominion equipment that tabulate 43% of ballots cast by Americans on November 3rd, 2020. An American can leverage the vulnerabilities to install malicious code, which could also spread to other vulnerable ImageCast X devices via removable media. An attacker could leverage this vulnerability to disguise malicious Applications on a device. Number three, which would be leveraging by an attacker to gain elevated privileges on a device and/or install malicious code. Number four, an attacker could leverage this vulnerability to escalate privileges on a device and/or install malicious code. Number five, an attacker could leverage this vulnerability to spread malicious code to ImageCast X devices from the EMS. Number six, an a attacker could leverage this vulnerability to escalate privileges on a device and/or install malicious code. Number seven, attacker with physical access may use to gain administrative privileges on a device and install malicious code to perform arbitrary administrative actions. And it goes on and on. So so the reason why, and I'll put this, we'll put this if you can, we'll put this whole thing inside of the notes. Uh, And we're going to be out of time, but I want to talk about this. You wouldn't need to be an attacker. You wouldn't need to be an attacker. Go ahead and take it down if you were working inside of Dominion, now would you? Now, this report, I did not have access to, and I said this on on the stage on, on Friday, I did not have access to the, uh, bless you, uh, to you. Uh, Tina Peters' report one, two, or three. I did not have access to um, Halderman's report. I did not have access to, nor did I have knowledge of the 2019 a case out of Georgia in which Holderman was a witness to looking at election fraud and vulnerabilities inside the system. I did not know Dominion Voting Systems was had nearly 50% of the vote of the American people ran through the system. I didn't know any of those things. I knew none of those things. I did not know what happened in Maricopa as far as things, uh, critical parts of the system being deleted. I didn't know that, that the log files were deleted. I didn't know that the boxes were going to be wide open. I didn't know anything about At the time, I didn't know anything about uh, what happened in Georgia. I wasn't really following all the stuff that happened in Georgia uh, related to the leaky, leaky, what is it called, the the leaky toilet that they said was a broken pipe. I didn't know any of that stuff. Here's what I did know. I'm not, don't worry about Trump, he's not going to win. I made effing sure of it. I know the words that were spoken by Eric from Dominion, I know the work that I went through to validate that that was the same guy that was on the, and even at the time, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant. And as we we go forward and we look at the vulnerabilities on the Haldeman report, we look at what came out of Georgia, we look at the report that came out of Georgia having to do with the QR codes. We look at what came out of Tennessee. We look at flipped votes in Antrim. We look at all the things that Jeff Lumberg you know, the supposed expert who spent 17 years at Sandia Labs working on nuclear programs to be able to find vulnerabilities. But they write all this bad stuff about them in the media. You don't get to see it. We didn't know any of that when I came forward and said, hey, here's what I know about Eric Coomer. This is what Coomer said. And when they first came out, by the way, here's what I want you to know. When when they first came out about me, They said, how do you know it wasn't Dominion Landscaping, or Dominion Plumbing, or Dominion Electric? And I'm like, what are you talking about? No no tying things together. This is how I know we're winning. And this is why Steve Bannon knows we're winning. And this is why the radical left and the establishment on the right are working together in concert in order to hush and try to pull back from behind the veil. I believe God opened this veil. Pull it back behind it. Here's what you need to know. I didn't know anything when I came out on on the 9th of November. I knew nothing. I knew about a guy named Eric. And there are things, by the way, that I have not made public that I did know back in September that gave me pause inside of my organization, FEC United. And it wasn't until that night that I was like, okay, these are some of the best people I've ever met. This is the guy that ran 50% of the vote of the American people, and he was the director of strategy and security. He was the guy that was literally doing the bidding of the radical left. He was. And you could say, well, Joe, you know, but, but you know, Dominion, they're talking about vulnerabilities, people on the outside doing it. You can't build a system that does as badly of job a poor a job as Dominion has done, unless it was done on purpose, you can't. You cannot. It is not possible. And for Robert Reich to come out and say, "I wonder what kind of legacy you want." Here's the legacy I didn't want. I didn't want to be having to fight for a nation because there's traitors like Robert Reich. There's traitors. Like Joe Biden, there's traitors like Hunter Biden, traitors like Nancy Pelosi, traitors like Chuck Schumer, traitors like Mitch McConnell, let's put him in the mix too. Traitors like Murkowski, traitors, these are traitors to our nation. Traitors like Anthony Fauci, who committed genocide and allowed for us, to the media to go out there and call ivermectin horse medicine. These are Traitors. I didn't want to be my legacy to be fighting against the evil of our nation. I didn't stand up and say, this is what I wanted. I was a tech guy. But you slandered that. This guy, Eric Coomer, and Dominion Voting Systems, and Robert Reich is like, it can't be. But the guy is literally older than dirt. Let's call him what he is, older than dirt. It's, it, it, it is not surprising that he comes out of the UC the University of California deal, so did Eric Coomer. It's not surprising he comes out of that, that deal because they build, that must be like CIA bastion. It's not surprising that we're dealing with what we're dealing with right now. It's not, it's not surprising at all. But they want to tell you that there's nothing to see here. They want to tell you that it's the safest, most secure election in U.S. history. I did not know anything about Dominion when I wrote that model in December of 2020. I used RFPs and and publicly available information and contracts that I saw everywhere and manuals. And I read, 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 read. And then I built this deal and I was like, these are your vulnerabilities. And they validated from December of 2020 until today. It validates everything that I said in December of 2020. And we didn't even have the information then. Think about that. And I said on the stage on Friday, Am I clairvoyant? Like, Joe, you get pretty, you get. Whew. And I would tell you, I'm not clairvoyant. I would tell you that I stepped into this fight reluctantly. I would tell you that getting involved in this fight was. Well, and you know what? Really,
0: what you did is really simple, is you saw writing on the wall. And because now what they, uh, you know, what you refer to as clairvoyant is pattern recognition. And it's the thing that they don't want us to do, and they want it. That's why they gaslight us so much. Because if you are honest in looking at what's happening around us in our nation, there's very clear patterns, and you reference them as patterns of behavior, deviations of behavior, deviations of, you know, some of the technologies and other things. We see the exact same types of deviations and same types of patterns out of these elected officials we see the same things now regarding our foreign policy and some of these events regarding Ukraine COVID all of it it's exactly the same thing where you're talking about Robert Reich uh, it's actually I think a really good parallel between what's happening uh, in this global conflict and all this entire push uh, as well as the elections here in the United States because really the American people have been used as the useful idiot just like Antifa has, just like all the uh, voting populations that they like to divide and swing to one side or another, the, U- the United States is now just being used as the useful idiot. And we're being used to that extent in terms of our, uh, our military powers. But if you want my opinion and what the end game is in all of this, the United States is a useful idiot just like the American voter has been, just like a lot of these little you know POSs are in uh, orchestrating and executing this plan. And the United States, just like the American voter is going to be left in the dust. Because once we are uh, done fulfilling that useful role, we will be abandoned. And everything will be uh, torn down and thrown under the EU control. And the writing is on the wall for that as well. That's why they keep wanting to bring in NATO. That's why Ben or Biden his White House released that executive order regarding the executive or regarding the European Union data stuff. Th- that's what they're doing. They're using the United States and its powers and its political influence uh, to reach their end game. And then they will tear us all down because at the same time, we are the biggest threat to uh, this whole plan, which involves this, th- that's the global family that they keep talking about. That's a global family that KJP keeps referencing. And all these uh, these traitorous supernational uh, lizard people keep, uh, you know, keep arguing for. It's all the same thing. We are useful, they will use us to steamroll the rest of the world and get whatever they want. And then they will destroy America, which is why they've been opening the borders, and why they've been destroying our economy and our, our foreign policy is, uh, is as such. That's all that's happening. We're going, they want us to be a weakened destroyed united states squeezing every last dollar and every last bit of uh of you know chess ability that they can get on this on this you know this chessboard of a of a war theater that we have right now and then they'll destroy us and we'll be subject to the you know the un and nato and all whatever they want to call it at that point the t- the trans-pacific partnership all these fun terms that they want to Uh, Confuse people with the same kind of gaslighting, double speak that they use with COVID. That's all it is. The United States is the useful idiot in the same way that we have been.
1: Yeah, so I think you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I I bring this up because they want to repeat over and over and over again that Eric Coomer is a good guy. They want to repeat over and over and over again that Dominion is a good company. John Polis gets up on stage and says there's, there's no, under oath, and said that there are no connections to the internet. We find out that's a lie, and they don't want to. They, they want to gaslight that. They want to gaslight you as Americans. And so when when I say that you are you are the, the 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 greatest threat to this globalist evil, you are the greatest threat. I am not the greatest threat. I am just Captain Obvious. That's it. I was a tool that God used in order to uncover Eric Coomer at Dominion Voting Systems and the fact that he posted the Antifa Manifesto, that he posted stuff that says, F the USA, F, you know, I I didn't have to defame him. He defamed himself when he wrote an article about how he raped and humiliated his wife at the time. Oh, let's not call it rape because some people actually, I mean, maybe because he likes it. So we call it something different where he peed on her and made her bark like a dog. And wrote it and then put publicly available information that ties back to them such as email addresses now how about the fact that he has church of satan tattoo on his arm
0: how about that well again what you're talking about is pattern recognition because one of those things alone you know if you want to do weird stuff cool if you want if you want to dress up like a like the other gender or unicorn cool heroin addict sure
1: runs into a building lies about it
0: four times but there's the pattern. You have all these things that you know about his personal life. And again, if you weren't in one of the most influential positions regarding the elections uh, taking place in the United States, that's one thing. But then you you have all of those things publicly available, uh, sharing information you know regarding what you do in your bedroom. That Weird thing to do for someone in control of half the vote of the American people. And then on top of that, you lie on record repeatedly. You lie in your deposition. You... Uh, you know post all of these anti-american things on facebook as an elected official and then you take them down and then you lie about it you lie about hitting a building your behavior and the pattern of your behavior your past behavior and now the entire narrative that you are trying to uh to circle the, wa- the wagons with there there's the pattern that they don't want us to see just like all the f- all the elections that are completely garbage and nonsense and all the behavioral deviations all the technology uh, garbage the court cases they want us to believe that have no standing too many patterns and they want to run with the same thing trust the experts shut up don't get in the way and by the way Russia's a bad guy that's the exact same narrative yeah they want us to ignore our own senses so why don't we end on getting in the gap Cause that's, you know, we want to work the problem.
1: Um, I have some other things. First of all, let's put up this. If we can, um, go to my pillow, save up to 66% use code CD 21. Um, obviously it does support the show, but it also supports Mike Wendell. Um, you can also go to my coffee, excuse me, my com and use CD 21 and get discounts on different products, but also on, um, on, uh. Uh, my coffee as well. And yeah, we do they do have a sheet special going on right now. Again, use the same code CD21. This is 70% off. It's 29.98 for sheets um uh, with uh with that code CD21. Okay. The other thing that I want you guys to know is my friend Todd. And Todd is a super good guy. And we're going to pray for his family. And I'll just kind of tell you a little bit about Todd. Um I met Todd through this fight in in the middle of all this stuff he's a brilliant mind when it comes to technology and his mom went in for hip surgery she fell and she fractured her hip Uh, unfortunately uh, two days ago because of complications related to surgery um, she passed away so we're gonna we're gonna say a little prayer for todd and his family Um, we're gonna say a little prayer for his mom carol and his dad, Don, who is, uh, you know, is left to kind of pick up the pieces. And uh, we'll include a prayer just to other people that are here that maybe are suffering the same way, lost people in their family. Um, But Todd, um, if you're listening, which I I don't assume you would be right now because you're trying to do the things you are to protect your family, I do want you to know that, uh, and he's been in the fight, by the way. I'm not gonna say anything more about it, but he's been in the fight and, He's uh, closely connected to some of the people we've talked about today. So Todd, we're uh, we're going to say a prayer for you too for for comfort. Um, also, I talk about being beginning of the gap, being an ambassador of truth, and some of the things that we're doing. Uh, Seth Keschel and, and David and myself and Mike, and we're going to you know bring in uh, Steve uh, Bannon and others. We're going to bring them into this fold and start working towards uh, unity, standing in the gap, and doing the things we need to do in order to take back our nation we've got a couple things that are planned that i'll talk about in the next couple of days but uh, so stay, stay tuned for that um yeah so let's pray
0: i think uh, real quick can you mention uh i think we should remind everyone that uh given everything that is going on yeah go some uh, they ammo, should go, guns. yeah go stock up get some training make sure that you can take care of yourself and your family
1: go to dcfguns.co use promo code joe joe save five percent off and there's some great prices on there anyway, but you save another 5% off. Also, if you pick up the phone and call, or if you're on the site, you use the um, text to talk. There's someone that will actually talk to you. If you say, if you go to dcfguns.com and you say, hey, look, I'm looking for a specific gun, just go in there and say, I'm looking for the specific gun Joe sent me. Um, I want to use promo code Joe if you don't see what you that you like on the on the e-commerce side we we only carry about uh eight to ten thousand guns in stock um and ammo i mean we're the largest holder of ammo i think in like a 12 state region so if you need anything we'll be able to get it for you but you can go to dcfguns.com and just ask a question because it'll pop up um, or you can use uh, promo code joe and save five percent off you save five percent off but there's some specials that we'll be sending out as well. So you can go to conservative-daily.com, sign up to be on our list. And we'll be sending out stuff for you there as well. All right, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here today. Father, I, I uh, we are very thankful for the blessings that you've given us. We're very thankful for the amount of comfort you've allow, allowed us to have as a nation. And Father, please forgive us for... for not being good stewards of the of the th- the things around us the land around us and allowing this evil to consume our land our communities our society Father I just want to start off by by putting a special blessing over Tom excuse me over Todd and his family Father Carol went back with you a couple days ago. And I, I would just ask you to give comfort to Todd and his family, give comfort to Don, his dad. Bless them that they may know that she is with you. Bless them that they may have peace and joy. And remember all of the wonderful experiences and that they had with their mother and wife and grandmother Father just ask you to put your arms around that family Father I would also ask you to bless those people that are dealing with similar circumstances that have lost loved ones that are in a dark place that you pull them out of that dark place and push them towards the light that you protect and give them peace, Father. Father, we know where we are as a nation. We know that sometimes we wake up and we're, we're like, well, I don't want to get out of bed today. Like, I don't want to have to deal with this. Every day it's the same. It's like Groundhog Day. Something else bad seems to happen because of this illegitimate regime and the very evil people and evil that has just permeated our society. Father, I would just ask you to give us the strength to push it out. I would ask you to give us the the tools, give us the courage, give us the stamina to fight back against this evil and push it back where it came from. I would ask you to allow us the ability to stand together, unified in the gap. And Father, I would ask you to give us the wisdom on the question that I can't seem to answer for myself, and that is, do we vote for the lesser of two evils? You know, a part of me says we should. So I'm, I'm unclear. So Father, I would ask you to make it more clear. Father, well, I ask you to uh, bless our families. As you pull back the veil and expose things, give us the courage to stand against those things that would do harm to those people in our community, even if it's not our kids, even if it's not our, our family, even if it's not our friends. That We recognize that an unselfish ability to serve our community and serve our fellow man is what really is the ethos, the spirit of our nation. Father, thank you again for the opportunity we have to be here today. And please please give us the, the gift of discernment so that we can see the difference between what we should and should not follow, what we should and should not fight against, and what we should or should not pursue. I ask for all these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <sighs> Todd, sorry. I don't know why I said Tom. All right. So, a little bit uh, to go over for tonight. I am going to be talking about Patrick Byrne tonight and his connection to Koenig. Uh, I've been getting, fielding emails. Guys, before you, we rush to judgment, before we say, because Patrick is, a, is doing a lot of great work with General Flynn and with the America Project. And uh, so, it was brought up that there are questions about an investment that he made in voting machine software that was tied to Koenig. And, you know, he's been a proponent of technology for a long time. So I'm going to ask the question to him. I'm going to see if we can get him on tonight and just have him clarify the connection. If he doesn't, we're at least going to dig in. uh, And uh, Nick Moseter did a, a video on this. so I'll put that out as well. You can watch it. And he also did not draw any conclusions. He just said, look, this is what we found. But let's, uh, let's not rush to judgment. Let's sit and talk about it. And let, let us not put any sort of, of black mark on the work that he and the rest of uh, the America Project has done across the nation to bring accountability. So hopefully we get him on tonight. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'll see you at 4 o'clock.
0: If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 AM Mountain Time and 4 PM Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there.